Good morning, listeners. It's your boy, Mason Taylor, a.k.a. Always Late to the Pod. <laughs> hey, guys, it's your boy, Alex, a.k.a. Roast Beef Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. And welcome to our 18th episode of Where's, Where's the Action? The action? Hey. I big bet. So uh, let's get into full disclosure. This is the 18th episode, so we are officially legal now. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> she uh she legal. Actually, what would you would our podcast be a girl or a guy? What do you think? Um well since we're both guys. You think it's a guy? I think it's a guy. Because like men name their boats girls. Like, oh look at that, look at her over there. We called her uh, yeah. unsinkable too. True. And that or, or like peer pressure, but spelled P-I-E-R. You know, it's just something <laughs> like that. But hey, look at her. Look at her over there. So, uh, but yeah, I would agree. We give off very masculine vibes. So I think our podcast is in fact male. Hit us up in the, in the comments. If... Let's name him Big J. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, our podcast already has a name. Uh, if, <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. Let's <laughs> go. Where's the action? Never heard of it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a pretty, pretty good name. Uh, so, yeah, so our podcast is legal. 18 episodes doesn't seem like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, it kind of is, especially when you think there are only 52 weeks in a year. It kind of puts that into perspective. <laughs> yep. So, so yeah. All right. Next full disclosure. This is the last movie of 80s month. And I put a frowny face in the notes, the podcast notes, just because I'm very upset at this. I love 80s month. What if you, I don't know, what's your vibe? I mean, I, I can kind of feel what you've been saying about it, but what do you think? How do you I feel like about the, the clothes. It's, it's very bittersweet. I, I didn't really, um, what I didn't have any like high expectations. I was kind of just going with the flow with the movies we took, we chose because a, I never heard of them. And then B, um, it's different action than what I'm normally used to just watching. So yeah, I, I've enjoyed all the movies so far. And like, I think that we did make some very good choices and it was very fun uh, having a, a theme to our podcast for the past month. Yes, sir. Well, it ain't over yet, but we'll get into that later. Uh, but right now, yeah, I, I have the same kind of bittersweet thing. I love the eighties. I grew up on a lot of these movies. Probably I shouldn't have been watching them, but I did. And it's just kind of, I like the the vibe that it gives off, like some of the music with the synthesizer and it just feels very, a lot of slow-mo. So it's just very cheesy at times, but it can also be, uh, it kind of touches the heart a little bit. So I, I do like 80s, but we are at the end of 80s month, frowny face. All right, next full mm. disclosure, final full disclosure. You have a lot more to say about this than me because I feel like I'm going to roast somebody. <laughs> In our full disclosure, we're going to talk right, about... Let me... gonna... yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> so uh, if you guys are hip to the sports world um, and you've been keeping up with the major sporting events, uh, I'd say the past couple of months with the NBA playoffs. Um, so this past week, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks was just recently crowned NBA champions after six games beating the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> plus i won five dollars 
because uh, Mason and I bet who would win. Whoa, and hey, I put, hey. I, I, put my, <laughs> I put my money on the Bucks. Uh, never had a doubt against them. Um, and then you got five bucks from me. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, like, yeah, I, to be honest, I should have bet, like, I didn't bet the, um, a lot in my fan duel betting for this finals just because I just didn't watch it a lot. But I definitely should have because it was a good series, um, in my opinion. But overall, I really like the game six of the NBA finals. That was, I think, uh, I only watched two of the two of the games out of the whole six games, and so uh, I can't remember which first one. But I did watch Game Six, um, and Giannis went off. It was crazy. I'm super happy that um, he won his very first championship. Okay. All right. Look, <laughs> I've got a lot to say. First of all, full disclosure for the full disclosure, in Virginia, <laughs> it is legal to gamble. Yes. On sports. So just throwing that out there in case a cop is listening to this. Second of all, (laughs) I did not watch a single game of this series, but decided it was wise of me to put money down on the last game. And so I try, I did my best to watch game six, the last game. Well, it could have been the, the second to last game, but if, you know, if Devin Booker had, he was a good ball player, but he wasn't. So, but the, so I couldn't watch it. I tried to do illegal streaming. I'll be honest. That is also legal in Virginia. We can do that. Uh, <laughs> but I try. I tried to watch it, and I ended up buying like four Russian brides. So it didn't work. I don't understand <laughs> what happened. But yeah, I, I, I ended up not watching it and lost $5 in the process. So we, if you guys want, I don't know, if you guys want us to bet on more games and stuff, hit us up. I love spending money and then not getting any return on investment. I love <laughs> negative ROI. So please. Oh, please. Mason, if you, it's so funny because um, I don't know. You, you always say these things about sports. I'm like, you clearly don't know anything about what you're talking about. <laughs> and, and to be fair, Devin Booker had a very great playoffs run. It's just in he buckled six, under pressure. In game six, he didn't play well. Um, and so, yeah, he's kind of just all over the place. And and Giannis and his supporting cast of Chris Middleton, uh, Drew Holiday. Um, who else? Uh, Michael Brooke Jordan, Lopez. right? I know people. No. <laughs> uh. Brooke, Brooke Lopez. Uh, I forget the other starter, but very good supporting cast from the Bucks. And so, yeah, I uh, hopefully next year... <laughs> I want You're a rematch. I want, the, <laughs> I, I want, I want the, who are, who is it? The Bucks versus the Suns. I want that. You want the rematch. Uh, I, I don't, do. I don't think I, I'm not entirely sure if the Suns can pull it off next year, but no, we'll they're see. done. I think, you know who he reminds me of, and you're going to be who? proud of this. He reminds me of Cam Newton from the Panthers. Remember that? So like that, that one year where they like, I think they, they went almost, they went, they, they, went to they the almost went perfect. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And then didn't they almost had a perfect season, something like that? Or no? Who? The Panthers? The the Panthers, yeah. So that little nugget of knowledge is all I knew. I don't know <laughs> past that. Did they win the Super Bowl? They did. They won one time against the Broncos, I think. And I remember that because 
I went into the bank one time and they had uh-huh. a they had two coolers set up on a table. One of them was orange water and the other one was light blue water for the pan. Uh, okay. So uh, and I okay. I of course mixed both because <laughs> I, I didn't want to I didn't want to start a fight in the bank. But yeah, so <laughs> was it green? <laughs> it was it was like a yeah, greenish kind of kind of baby brown kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but but yeah, so that was kind of my that's that's who I would equate Devin Booker to. I, I really think he has potential. He just got a little he flew a little too close to the sun. You uh, catching my drift. I, I I don't know if you oh you probably don't know the development of Devin Booker, but Devin Booker has been a a very long-term investment stock. Um he's improved every <laughs> single year. <laughs> he he He's honestly going to be super good because, like, he's also very young. He's under twenty-five, You're so kidding. he has he has plenty and plenty of years left to um, shine with another team or also just the same team. But yeah, he has lots of potential. Um, okay, so, so you you listed you listed why, and this is going to become a sports podcast. You you listed why Giannis won because he had all those people with him. Who did, yeah, so, who, who did Devin Booker have? Lonzo Ball? Huh? <laughs> he had Chris Paul. Do you not remember him? Is he one of the Paul brothers? Is he <laughs> Jake? What's the other one? Lloyd? Logan. Who is it? Logan. Logan. <laughs> Who's he this? Had Chris, Chris? He had Chris Paul, um, DeAndre Payton. Okay, he's um, good. I've heard DeAndre before. I, I don't know who else plays on exactly, the Suns. Exactly. See? Um, you could list five Buckers. Mother Buckers, but you couldn't no, list I five only list, sons. I only listed, or well, actually, I think I know, I do know five Buckers, but I don't know five sons. What happened <laughs> to what happened to Jordan? What happened to Rodman and Scottie Pippen? Who where? What happened to that team? They're gone. Now we They're have old. this this shell of a team. The Suns. I'm just so disappointed in them. They had oh. so much potential. They literally <laughs> flew too close to the suns. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they burnt out. Uh, they burnt out. Yes. Yeah. It was a supernova. And now, now my cholesterol is sky high. <laughs> I can't take this. I, all right, mm. let's move on. Let's move on. Anyway, okay. game six, NBA finals, trash, trash sport. Super good. Uh, if you're a sports <laughs> fan. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to love- get, I want to get the merch. I want to get the merch that they threw out where it says Phoenix Suns winner of game. You know, (laughs) I want to get that merch because you know that it's out there anyway. Exactly. I Um, should we move on to sponsors? Sponsors. You got you got two sponsors. I got one. Why don't you start us off? All right, I'll start us off. All right, so everyone knows who listens to this podcast religiously. So three people that the (laughs) I have. A famous egg sandwich called Two Egg, the Mason Special. It goes by many names. I eat it literally every day. Sometimes for breakfast and dinner. I won't eat anything except Two Egg. So I always used a spice called RBG. Shout out to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, Rip and Rest. And it was roasted basil and garlic. It was made by Miss Dash. Now... Uh, the, the, the online article about Miss Dash on their website says, we invite you to try the intense flavor in Dash tomato basil garlic seasoning blend. Sun-dried tomatoes coupled with hints of robust garlic and basil breath. Life back into your kitchen. Huge flavor, but always salt-free. Doesn't that sound great? Does that not sound 
like a great spice. So I'm at the store about a week ago. I go to Walmart looking for this spice in particular. Guess what's not there? That spice. <laughs> so the top is red. The, the top of the, the seasoning is red. And there's a menagerie and cornucopia of other colors. They've got blue. They've got orange. They've got black. They've got white. All the other colors of the rainbow of different spices and seasonings in Walmart. However, they did not have red. My tomato, basil, garlic. And so I looked online and apparently, get this, it's discontinued. <laughs> it has discontinued. I have looked up, it, it, it says like, oh, see where you can buy. So I clicked where to buy. I typed in every zip code that I've ever lived in my entire life. Guess what doesn't show up? Any tomato, basil, garlic from Miss Dash seasoning. It's not, I don't, I, it's, they don't sell it anymore. So now I'm upset. <laughs> It's it's not the same. I've tried Italian seasoning. I've tried Montreal steak seasoning. It's it just it doesn't hit right. It doesn't hit right. Mm. Anyway, that's the sponsor today for this episode. Miss Dash, Rip and Rest, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and roasted basil garlic. Wow, <laughs> that's uh, that's, uh, that's quite a sponsor. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Wow. Uh, I've uh, I don't think I've ever used Miss Dash. Or I might have, but I haven't intentionally bought it. Um, I think but... you've probably had my, one of my two eggs, right? Yeah, yeah. So you've definitely so... had it. That's that's uh, like the okay, main okay. kick in it, besides the Cholula Poblano hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gotcha, got a little gotcha. bite, got a little crunch. All right, should uh, I'll go on to okay. my next one, and then you can do yours. So <laughs> I just I'm I'm on a rant right now. All right, okay. our next sponsor <laughs> for this episode. It's a biggie. This is might be one of our biggest ones. And we've had Amazon. This is <laughs> this is chess.com, everybody. Chess.com is an internet chess server, internet forum, and most importantly, this is actually on the Wikipedia page, no joke, social networking website. I that That's insane to me that they would list that on the thing. But anyway, the site has a freemium model in which some features are available for free and others for accounts with subscriptions. Live online chess can be played against other users at Daily Rapid Blitz, or bullet time controls with the number of chess variants available. Now, this stuff is not important. I'll be honest with you. The only reason I brought this up is because I was playing chess.com with a person from the Czech Republic. Now, this person happened to be and happened (laughs) to have a very attractive profile picture, okay? Her username on there was, uh, well, I don't know if I should say. It was like, I think her name was Natasha Romanoff or something. I don't know. I, 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 it was something check. And so I played, I was playing with her. And I was like, you know what? Let me slide into the DM on chess.com because there is indeed a shout out to indeed. There is a chess.com DM messaging board that you can message while you're playing a chess game. So I decided, let me, let me hit the DMS, not knowing if she spoke English or not. So I, I put in the in the chat. I said, "Oh, how's the Czech Republic this time of year?" And she said, "I I do not understand." And then she and then she had like a <laughs> laughy emoji. So I had to explain like I meant the weather, haha. And then she was like, "Oh, it's rainy." I'm like, "That that's great." I I I, I don't know. I was fumbling a little bit. I, she also beat me very much. Maybe because I was too busy trying to plot the next, uh, you know, the pickup line. Uh, so, but she beat me very handily, but we did become friends on there. And at the end of the game, I said, we should play again sometime. 
And she said, oh, yeah, we should play together sometime. And then she had an angel emoji so that I think I'm moving uh -huh. to the Czech Republic. Wow. That's basically what's going to happen. Me and Natasha. That is that's all. Uh, so shout out to chess.com for sponsoring that. That's uh, that. I, that's yeah. It's my new. It's Natasha. my new LinkedIn. Yeah, me and Natasha. It's my new LinkedIn. Oh, wow, wow. Uh, you know, you always, uh, you always. I I've never met someone who has played as much chess as you do. <laughs> it's it's probably an addiction. Well, I haven't. I have a addiction to everything. I mean, it could mm. be. I could be addicted to heroin, like I always tell my mom. True. But then she's like, Mason, you are addicted to heroin. So <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, but yeah. So you can find love in hopeless places, whether that be chess.com <laughs> or, you know, anywhere else. You know, I always wanted to play, learn how to play chess. So you should, you. you should teach me. Teach I'll me teach you at, at me and Natasha's wedding. We'll have a chess <laughs> wedding. How about that? <laughs> wow. She's, I'll be, she's your, I'll be the, I'll be the your, king, of course. Your, yeah, and, yeah. Yep, <laughs> she'll be the queen. And no, I'll, she'll be I'll a lowly be the, pawn. You'll be the I'll, pawn. I'll, no, no, isn't there like a horse or something? <laughs> the knight. Yes, you can be the noble knight. Oh, it's a knight. It's not a horse. It's called a knight. Well, it's called a knight, but it is a horse. There's no one okay, on okay. top of the horse. Yeah. Uh, okay, but, I know that piece, but that's all. And then king and queen, but I don't know what the other things are. I should explain <laughs> all the pieces to bore our listeners to death. How about that? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Last sponsor of today. Um, this is uh, off of my end. So I put Ray-Ban. Um, if you don't know what Ray-Ban is, uh, according to Wikipedia, Ray-Ban is an Italian slash American brand of luxury sunglasses and eyeglasses created in 1936 by the American company Bosch and Loam. I hope I said that right. Uh, the brand is known for its wafer, waferer and aviator lines of sunglasses. Hey. Uh, in 1999, Bush and Loam sold the brand to the Italian eyewear conglomerate Luxottica Group, uh, and they sold it for around 640 million. So, um, I I'm giving a shout out to Ray Bans just because I recently just bought a pair of Ray Bans. Um, I bought their Clubmasters. And I actually got it for a pretty, pretty good deal. I bought it off Mercari. So, you know, <laughs> you know me, Mason, my Mercari deals. Mercari. It's such a pyramid scheme. It's not. It's not. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just bought a pair. I've been wearing them pretty much every day. Uh, I, I did have like these very cheap, well, not super cheap. I mean, they felt cheap, but like. After trying on Ray-Bans on the store, I was like, okay, I got to return these other pairs I had. And I was like, I got to get these Ray-Bans. Um, and just feel very nice. So it's very cool too. That's the uh, that's the pair of sunglasses that I wore in the uh, last photo. So, okay, I was getting ready to ask about that. Yeah, when you, yeah. When, it's with the, the Robocop one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those look good. I, I, I need to get new. I, I've, should I get Ray-Bans? <laughs> Like, should I actually get Ray-Ban? I think you should get your sneakers first. <laughs> you're right. Uh, you're right. White Reebok, if you guys don't remember, I'm still on the hunt. I went to four stores yesterday, and <laughs> one of them wasn't even, they didn't even sell clothes. That's how, That's how. you know, ravenous I am about this. But yeah, Ray-Ban, that's a good company. Mm -hmm. Tom Cruise wore those in, I think it was Rain Man. 
that mm-hmm. really got that's like what sold it. It was either that or Top Gun. I don't know. Tom Cruise is the one who made it popular. But mm-hmm. yeah, Ray Ban's Ray Ban's a solid company. I think I should get some. But anyway, good, all right, cool, cool, cool sponsor. Cool, I, cool, cool, cool. So last movie of 80s month. This was a personal pick from me when we were making the schedule. I was kind of like, ah, I don't know how Alex is gonna like this one, but I want him to try it just to see. So we chose Lethal Weapon to be to, to kind of round out the month. This is more of a comedy than the other three. I mean, you could argue Indiana Jones is kind of a comedy, but this one leans more into it. Uh, Lethal Weapon is from 1987, so the same year as RoboCop. It's directed by Richard Donner. So funny thing, we made the schedule months ago, and Richard Donner actually died on July 5th. So when this comes out, uh, he'll be o- he'll only be dead for a few weeks. So uh, rip wow. to him. Yeah, he, he also did the original Superman movie way back in the 70s. So mm-hmm. he's kind of a legend on, on screen. But Dang. yeah, so he rip, rip and rest Richard Donner great great filmmaker but yeah so this is kind of we should dedicate this episode to him last week it was i don't even remember we had a dedication (laughs) this week it'll be to richard donner so yep rip to him but anyway this movie stars you guys know him mel gibson he plays martin riggs who is this kind of cop who goes he's very crazy he's off the rails suicidal his wife's dead you know all this stuff and so Martin Riggs is kind of like the he's literally the lethal weapon in this movie, which we'll explain later. But so then it's it's rounded out by him. And then his foil kind of his comic foil in this movie is Roger Murtaugh, played by Danny Glover, who actually, if you guys don't know, this is actually uh, Childish Gambino's dad. No way. So he's oldish, <laughs> oldish Bambino or something. <laughs> daddy bambino daddy yeah <laughs> call her daddy but he <laughs> so he yeah i th- wait actually should we double check this actually because they have you're, the same last you're, name. They ha- you're saying all the facts i did i did not know this hidden fun fact about childish, child, childish gambino and his I, relationship yes with mel i have gibson. It, no 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 not mel gibson or, 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 mel Danny gibson's Glover, wife yeah hey hey oh sorry sorry i mean what what come on (laughs) okay so danny glover yes oldish bambino so oldish bambino so these are kind of the two main characters then you have uh mr joshua who's kind of the second hand man to the main guy but he's not really the main guy he's kind of above status he outranks mr joshua played by gary Busey. And then and then so you have the next character. His name is literally the general. They don't even say <laughs> his name at all. Played by Mitchell Ryan. I don't know. He's just kind of there. I I, I wrote down villain two in the notes. <laughs> yes, he's very memorable. <laughs> I, I don't remember a name. So I was like, all right, villain one and then villain two. Villain two, the, the old guy who we're talking about, the general. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, but like, even though he outranks Mr. Joshua, Mr. Joshua gets a lot more screen time and he's kind of a more baddie than the general was, I think. I, yeah, that's why I thought Mr. Joshua was more of the head villain than the general because right. I, you barely saw the general do anything. So, so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll go into it. We'll go into hot it. Hot take, hot take, hot take. Uh oh. <laughs> so, basically, the, the crux of this movie is. 
there's a coked out 18 year old who throws herself off a skyscraper and falls onto a car. That's the very opening shot. Tits in the wind. You know, she's just out there. She makes porn and stuff. So she's a kind of a degenerate, according to the characters. I mean, I, I think it's a noble profession, but the she so she makes porn and she does all this stuff and then she kills herself. And that's kind of the start of the movie that gets the ball rolling. It also happens to be Murtaugh's birthday, 50th birthday, and he's going to retire from the police academy that day. Well, not a police academy, just the police force. Um, and it's set in California. I don't know if it's L.A. or San Fran. Doesn't really matter. But yeah, so that's kind of the main thing. And then Riggs is just kind of there. He gets contracted with crazy missions and stuff when they need him because like at one point his captain, the police captain's like, oh, if he kills himself, then, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, Riggs is just off the wall. I mean, he needs to be on meds besides the coke he does throughout the movie like he just he needs to be on something so <laughs> so yeah that's kind of the and then basically it's a buddy cop movie where these two meet up and they have to solve the crime right did i kind of sum that up right yeah and then anything? also also it's during christmas time so oh yeah the the opening um yeah first opening minute basically with the the jump scene the suicide school suicide scene you almost said suicide squad i heard that i know yeah 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 (laughs) um yeah it it opens up with jingle bells i was like oh is this a christmas movie i forgot Um, i I apologize i forgot it was a christmas movie when we i didn't know (laughs) (laughs) because and and then it's just like throughout the movie like you can see like christmas tree and then like somebody will say merry uh, christmas yeah yeah they they like make references saying oh merry christmas have a nice christmas um and then I guess this is a, uh, I guess a Christmas movie to watch. I would say as it's well. kind of like Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Uh-huh. You know, Die Hard is set around Christmas time too, so it's kind of the same vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I uh, me personally, I wouldn't want to watch it around Christmas. <laughs> like so, so watching it now in the middle of July, I guess it's Christmas in July. Wait, Christmas in July was yesterday, actually, twenty fifth. Dang, that's crazy. Oh, dang. Dude, we time this is the stars are aligning for us. Um, but anyway, yeah, I I it didn't really distract me much from the rest of the movie. I think mm-hmm. if it was set in Massachusetts or somewhere in the northeast where there's a lot of snow, I feel like yeah. it would change my tune. But it's in California and nobody's dressed in winter clothes and stuff, so it's just kind of, you know, it doesn't really feel like Christmas. So mm-hmm. but yeah, it is a Christmas movie. Good, good job pointing that out. Yeah. And that kind of just leads to the very first action scene, right? Yeah, you talk about the drug deal. Yes, sir. Um, so as we were uh, speaking about Riggs, uh, Riggs is a he was he was on this job. He was he's an undercover cop, and he's trying to buy some drugs from these uh, these hooligans who also sell Christmas trees. <laughs> um, and so he's trying to make a deal with them, and the when he was like dealing out the money to buy the drugs and if i'm if i remember correctly this is heroin right yes it is heroin we have to make that clear it is heroin right so the whole the whole um movie is with a heroin heist or not heist just heroin drug trade um happening throughout the whole movie uh because that's what the the villains are into um well which we'll talk about later but uh, so yeah, so th- we have a little drug deal scene coming. 
Um, and so he's dealing out his money. He's counting his money. And, and the, the henchman was like, it's a hundred thousand. And he was like, Oh, I can't afford that. <laughs> um, and then uh, I think he was like, the, the henchman was like, Oh, are you crazy or something? And he makes like these like jittery noises. And then he kind of, uh, he, he does the three stooges routine where he yeah. pokes the, one of the guys in the eyes and then slaps <laughs> another guy mm-hmm. and then shoots a guy in the bushes. <laughs> I mean, Riggs, yeah. th- this is like one of the most perfect character introductions. Like there's a scene before this where he's kind of depressed in his trailer on the beach. But this is like uh, a really yeah. good introduction to Riggs's character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then so, yeah, we get like other guys coming out of nowhere and he is like he shoots them pretty easily. Like you get to see all the gunshots that he takes um, and hits the, the other guys in the chest. It's pretty cool. Um, you get scenes of him. Uh, like he rolled under like the 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 truck well it wasn't like fully under the truck but like the little platform under the truck um, mm-hmm. and he takes like shots shooting through there uh, very uh, spy like um, and then he has uh, another scene where one of the henchmen like choke chokes him around the neck but like he like has a gun um hold yeah, it to his head so yeah it's like a hostage situation yeah again, yeah where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and that's when um all the guys or all the backup police start like kind of pretty much swarming um but rags being rags uh as we get to know he's like the super badass guy who's like very well trained in like martial arts and stuff as well and so like him being in a choke like being choked like being choked out by this guy like being held hostage is like very nothing to him <laughs> uh mm-hmm. and so he just casually just slides around head bunts him like and like takes him out <laughs> yeah but like and, and like while he's ha- in this hostage situation Riggs is literally telling the other police shoot him just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> while he's being held with a gunpoint like mm-hmm. he just does he has nothing to lose which is kind of a cool part about his character how it's just so unpredictable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and so that's the first action scene um we get the little intro of rigs and after after we get to see rigs right there then like it, it um develops into the uh other scene where we get to see how they get partnered up with um mr murtoff or daddy yeah. murtoff daddy murtaw 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 I know he's tall. a tough guy, but not not <laughs> tall. Anyway, tall. yeah. So there is a, basically a few more exposition scene exposition scenes. Enunciate with Murtaugh and his family. You know, they're just talking and stuff. He goes into the police precinct and they tell him he gets paired up for, with his last case with this guy Riggs. And Riggs mm-hmm. is sitting at a desk in the police precinct. And Riggs pulls out his gun to just inspect it, to clean it or something. And then Murtaugh says, oh, there's a gun. And then this is just like a quick scene just to kind of show how they meet. Literally, Murtaugh rushes Riggs and Riggs kind of somersaults while he throws Murtaugh, kind of do, flips him over. And then Murtaugh lands on his back and he says the very same famous line. I'm too old for this shit. You know, that's a that's a classic line, probably top 10 lines in movie history. Just very 
uh, in in popular culture it just kind of permeates throughout that but that's kind of their first meeting so it's very hostile and then they get paired up and then they are called to a scene where a man is threatening to jump off a roof and so this kind of leads into the second scene we're calling the jumper scene where there's a guy on the roof and Riggs is like hey Myrtle let me handle this and 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 Myrtle's like I big bet you know because he he doesn't he doesn't know Riggs yet he's just heard hearsay from other people that he's crazy and stuff well he's about to find out that Riggs is actually crazy for himself (laughs) so so Riggs goes up to the roof he's like hey man want to smoke you know and the other guy's like don't touch me don't touch me you know I'm gonna (laughs) jump and and Riggs is just talking to him he's leveling with him he gets really close to him then he slaps handcuffs on him so now they're both handcuffed to each other and then the guy's like what are you doing and then Riggs is just like, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump. And then he just, <laughs> he jumps off the building. And it turns out there is an inflatable at the bottom that caught both of the men when it fell down. Props to this scene for not showing the inflatable. Because I noticed all the camera angles, whether it be pointing down at the police from the roof or from the ground pointing up to the roof at Riggs and the man, you never see the inflatable, which I think was a great part of the direction and the production of this movie, kind of just leaving you suspenseful because the audience, I, I don't know. I mean, I already knew it was going to happen, but with you, you didn't know it was going to happen. So it was kind of, was it, I mean, was it kind of harrowing and kind of tense or what, what was your reaction? Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty t- intense, I guess, because, uh we like get kind of no rigs is uh is more on the crazier side of things you know because like at the beginning he has that little scene where he's about to shoot himself but doesn't do it and so Mm. like this this is something like i could act like it it wouldn't be something surprising if he would actually wanted to jump off the building and so um i think just in his mind that he like he knows that he could have but like he's doing like what he's doing at the moment to like uh save that guy it's not intentional but yeah i i didn't yeah good point about the inflatable thingy um it wasn't like pictured at all in the uh the camera shots and so i thought they were gonna land on some cars or they're actually like land on like a, a tapestry or, or something Riggs, Riggs would put the guy <laughs> to the guy yeah he would do that <laughs> um you know yeah or he would like, say like oh he's trying to kill himself anyway <laughs> i was helping him out yeah or like he might like jump down to like a lower platform or something like that but yeah um jumping onto the uh, inflatable platform and pretty good pretty good scene yeah i liked how they hit it and so right and again it's just it's just more character development as far as just showing the extent of what Riggs will go to he doesn't Mm -hmm. care about the law per se he has very unorthodox methods uh Mm -hmm. and and it's very different from Murtaugh who's very Mm -hmm. by the books just straight laced just shows up nine to five does his job you know so in in and so I, i really like that scene so the next scene we're calling pool house uh, shout out to Pool Hall. Pool Hall. Pool Hall. Pool Hall. <laughs> I was going to say Pool Hall Vic. <laughs> so Murtaugh and Riggs are investigating who is doing all this drug stuff and also why the girl jumped out of the window. There is thought to be poison. And so they go to this pool house out in Beverly Hills. And this is when when Murtaugh and Riggs show up. You know, they have a car ride over and they're just talking. 
you know, shooting the breeze, just kind of getting to know each other, bickering and stuff. They show up and they, the first thing they see, well, first of all, a girl's on a scooter and she comes out of the gated house. It's this huge oh, yeah. mansion. She's <laughs> like, oh, y'all go on in now. Because I, I don't know what that was about. And Murtaugh was like, well, I guess we can go in if we don't, uh, we don't, we don't need a warrant if they invite us. And so, yeah, yeah. so they go in and the first thing they'd see when they get out of the car is two women snorting coke off a coffee table and mm-hmm. they're and so like now the women are freaking out because they know they're that Myrtle and Riggs are cops so they start running Myrtle apprehends them and handcuffs them to a to a tree and then there's a guy by the pool so they're outside by the pool poolside and there's a guy by the pool and he pulls out a shotgun and I think he he shoots Myrtle in the shoulder right am I getting that right oh no no Myrtle shoots no, the no. guy in the leg yeah yeah the, yeah, yeah. the the guy just like he he spooks them with like an, an initial shot it doesn't hit them and then they um both the guys just like instantly react and pull out their guns yep, yep. um and, so- and Murtal just like lands a shot in his leg he's like yeah we're not killing that's not his style <laughs> right um, and so that that kind of shows their yeah. difference in their methods too so it's like mm-hmm. if it were up to Riggs he would have just shot him in the head and killed him but Murtaugh yeah. wants to bring him in alive. And so I, I do like this scene because th- some of the, the choices they made, like the guy was wearing Dave Portnoy white pants, very tight, you know, pizza <laughs> review pants. And so I like the contrast with the red blood on the white pants. I just thought that was a really neat stylistic mm. choice. Like he could have been in shorts, but the fact that he had white pants on, I don't know. I just, I like wow. that. Wow. Wow. Look yeah. at you uh, talking about fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm starting to get into it, bro. Once I get those hey. Reeboks, those white Reeboks, I'll be set. You're finally getting full. hip. <laughs> I'll be dripping all day. <laughs> but anyways, so anyways, yeah, so, anyways, anyways. So this guy's laying on the ground, and then he, what does he do? He grabs his gun again, and he tries to shoot him. Yep, yep. And then Regs, Regs catches like that moment where like he re-grabs his gun, and Regs just goes off. I think he lands like five shots on him. And like it hits him in the chest, and then uh, the guy like falls into the pool, and the pool had like this net, like like a plastic covering. Yeah, yeah, net plastic covering on top of the pool. Um, so he falls on top of it, and then now he's drowning. And then you get to see like the plastic covering kind of just um, he gets like engulfed in it, or it's like pretty much wrapped around him now, and so he's obviously not breathing through the plastic wrap and then Riggs and uh, Murtaugh they they just look at each other and they're like oh shoot we gotta we gotta go save them um and so they like uh they jump into the pool they try rescuing him obviously they can't get him because he's like he's suffocating from that plastic plus he's already pretty much dead from those gunshots he took um but yeah it, it is a little um uh what is it adrenaline scene i would say just to uh, you get to see the the drowning person, and so uh, eventually, like they bring him up, and he's not alive. But yeah, that that's pretty much that wraps up that scene. Yeah. So the main thing with this movie is it kind of starts out as a mystery first, I would mm-hmm. say. So there's not as much at the beginning of the movie. It's just it's more of exposition dump or just kind of like a very tamed down version of what we'll see at the end of the movie. So it just kind of mm-hmm. builds upon itself. So these scenes aren't going to be as action-packed as later on. 
but they're slowly unraveling the mystery of what happened. So, but yeah, that was the third action scene we had listed. Now the fourth mm-hmm. one, it's it's more of a comedic one. Although I don't know about the second part. I don't remember that. No. Uh, yeah. So the first part we put shooting range, and then slash bomb goes off. <laughs> bomb goes <laughs> off is not a comedic scene. Um, there was actually a very slight uh couple lines of comedy in that scene, but. Yeah, so they're they're back at the police station. Um, I forget what what goes on between now and during this, or I think it might just be a little cut scene where they're kind of just like um, just putting more plot into the movie, um, or not specifically plot, but like filler time. And and um, so they're they're at a shooting range, um, like their training area, and so they're they're shooting like those pieces of paper with like the uh the outlines of a person and so they they they're talking to each other and um they take like a moment to say something something like i guess to slow down the scene and so they're making small talk and then so Riggs, um no actually excuse me uh Murtaugh, he he's talking about like his shooting style i think i can't remember but um Riggs, or not Sorry, I keep getting the mix up. Murtaugh uh, shoots the the target, and it, it shows that like uh, it shoots the target like in the head as if it was a real person. So it's like a bullseye shot in the head. And then Riggs takes a stab at it. He shoots the same target, um, but he takes more than one shot. He, I think I'm pretty sure he takes like five or six shots onto the same target. And they bring the target like up to them so they can see uh, what what they hit. And so you could see, so originally it was Murtoff's like just one headshot. And then you see Riggs like multiple shots make a smiley face in the, uh, in the little cutout. <laughs> Dude, that was, su- that was such a good scene. Yeah. Too, yeah, good, that was, too good. Yeah. So that kind of shows them bonding. Like the, mm-hmm, their characters mm-hmm. are getting closer together as the movie goes on. So definitely, definitely a fun scene. It shows Riggs is kind of, fortitude with a gun how he's able to use it so well also mm-hmm. inject some comedy so a lot of good stuff a lot of good stuff so the next part mm-hmm. to action scene number four i just remembered so they're investigating uh, a hooker or something that knew the victim the the girl that you know killed herself in the opening scene her name was sarah i believe right sarah i don't remember I don't really, <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's so, not yeah. an important character i just write down like a a blank name <laughs> right so yeah so the so Riggs and Murtaugh are investigating this and so they go to a neighborhood to visit this woman who knew the 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 murder victim or so they say and so they walk up to the house and meanwhile these kids are sitting there they're like oh you're gonna go see Dixie because that's the that's the name of the woman that lives there and oh, Dixie Dixie <laughs> yeah I don't know why I remember that but I don't I couldn't remember the the main culprit, you know, like the main mm-hmm. victim. But anyway, so the two of them walk up to the house and as soon as they get really close, the house just blows up. And mm-hmm. it's just it's really cool. It's not a big house, it's a small house. I'd probably say it's it's you know not the best shape and stuff, but still, so it blows up, and then all the kids are like, wow, wow. And you know, <laughs> so this is this kind of uh I don't know, it just kind of sets off a lot of other things. So because they thought it was going to be open and shut, like, oh, we'll get a few witness statements from this woman and then just call it a day. But 
But now the plot thickens because now they're blowing up the witnesses. So it turns out that Dixie was actually in the house when it blew up because mm-hmm. they brought mm-hmm. the, the firefighters or something brought out a body bag and there was a body in it. So, yeah, that was definitely that was definitely a tense scene. Did you expect it yeah. when they walked up to it? Oh, no, I, I didn't expect it at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it I thought, I thought it was just. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I was just, I was going to say like oh I thought it was going to be a, a general like oh they break into a house and investigate so and so um I didn't expect the bomb to go off. <laughs> yeah, no. It was uh, I had forgotten this part of the movie, but then like mm-hmm. I I remember certain scenes of it. I watched this like probably 5 or 6 years ago, but I remember when they're at the fire truck talking to the kids. I remember that part, but I I uh-huh. somehow forgot how the house blew up. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so that's uh, that's kind of the end of that scene. It just furthers the plot, sets more things in motion. So the next mm-hmm. scene, action scene number five, helicopter attack slash night street. Uh, yeah. Helicopter attack. Are we talking Helico- about in the desert? No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Okay, I remember. We're, I remember. We're, we're talking about when they're at the... Uh, I think it was like a mansion. I'm pretty sure. Yep. And and you uh-huh. know who it was? It was the dad of the, the girl who killed herself at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he was mm-hmm. like, ba- he's basically was telling Murtaugh in the house because Riggs was outside keeping watch. And he basically told Murtaugh, yeah, you know, she was, she was a porno, whatever. I don't care about her that much. By the way, I'm real deep into the heroin game these days. And then he told, <laughs> and then he told Murtaugh who he was dealing with and so then as soon as he starts to get a lot of info, this helicopter shows up and literally shoots the dad of the girl through the window. He's drinking a carton of eggnog and there's a hole in the eggnog and eggnog spills out. That was a funny little detail that they added. But yeah, mm-hmm. so this guy's dead. They're all they're both of them are under a barrage of machine gun fire. Riggs is outside. He's trying to shoot the helicopter, but the helicopter unfortunately gets away before mm-hmm. killing Murtaugh or Riggs but they they killed the guy because they didn't want him to spill the beans to the cops and so that was kind of the helicopter attack do you have anything that the scene was pretty good I mean it Mm -hmm. it was kind of -of run-of-the-mill stuff the egg Mm -hmm. carton thing the eggnog stuff kind of set it above for me just a little bit just because I don't know it's that little detail but yeah I didn't even uh remember his eggnog but I like how they tied it in with the Christmas theme having eggnog <laughs> yeah yeah so there yeah. Uh, again subtle subtle hints but without that it's very not a christmas movie mm-hmm. and then um just another point like so when they were talking um marta was talking to michael they he was just talking about how they killed they killed the daughter because um it's not like the shady stuff she was doing it's because of like what he was doing and so and then we get to further like learn like oh what what like what is what's this like shady stuff that he's been doing um but he's been working i wrote this down and he's it says like it's a group called air america um it's a group he used to uh have relations with back in the vietnam war and they're just like uh they were like killers um drug dealers uh pretty much bring heroin into the to the u.s and so um, and they're actually run by XCIA people. And so that's how it's like super shady. Um, but yeah, that's like the the backstory of the, the whole drug deals. 
Right. Yeah. I had forgotten a few of those details, but I was just in it. I, I turned my brain off for this movie. I was just kind of with it. So, uh, okay. Okay. So I thought do it was, you, I thought it was yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as far as the night street goes, I'm not really remembering what you were referencing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, so it, it cuts to like, they're now like at nighttime, um, walking through the streets. And so Riggs, actually like uh goes up to just a, a stray hooker on the street and because he he has like he wants to like learn more about dixie because they didn't get to um like investigate dixie so that he goes up to this one person who's like hey do you know this this person so and so um and as pretty much when he like starts talking to her a car actually like drives up around the corner and starts shooting at rig Riggs and Riggs actually like gets shot in the chest and goes flying into oh, a store. That's right, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Murtaugh is like out on the side because like it's like they're undercover, and so um, he just like goes crazy and like goes um and makes sure Riggs is okay, and he's like, ah, oh, nice, you're wearing your vest, good, <laughs> good boy, good boy. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah and so that was just like a little quick action scene that happened right there Riggs gets shot oh and that's how um now mr joshua the the person who shot him thinks now that Riggs is quote unquote dead yeah um so. yeah that was that was important i like how Riggs said yeah now we've got the upper hand and Myrtle's like what you talking about and then Riggs, <laughs> Riggs was like because now they think i'm dead they think i'm a corpse so right. I could do whatever I want. It's like an element of surprise, kind of. Mm-hmm. So that, mm-hmm. that kind of uh, leads into the other action scene later. But action scene number six, meetup, showdown, hoedown. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I gravitate towards the word ho. Is this in the, <laughs> is this this in is the, the desert? desert. It, yeah. This is in the desert. Okay, so basically, long story short, there's a lot of stuff that happens in between this. But uh, Mr. Joshua and the general, I guess, is behind it mainly. They steal Murtaugh's daughter, okay? And now they have her hostage, and they're basically like, yeah, meet us at this time tomorrow morning in the desert. You'll get her back. They really just want to kill Murtaugh and stuff. They want to to question him to see how much he knows and then kill him eventually And Mm -hmm. because they already think they got Riggs. And so he's like, all right, I'll go out there. So it's Riggs and Murtaugh in the car. It's a really cool shot of the California desert. And the, they're in this white car and they drive out. He Murtaugh drops off Riggs. Riggs kind of runs with this big, huge sniper gun, sniper rifle. And he kind of hides himself in the bushes by where the meetup is going to happen. And so Murtaugh meets up at the uh, designated spot. And so at least three, would you, I would say three cars, one of them being a limo, like a white limo. And then there's a helicopter too. <laughs> Just to, yeah. just to make sure, just to make sure that, it, you know, it gets it, things happen. And so exactly. there's a tense standoff. And let's see, I wrote this in my notes. Yeah. So basically, uh, so Murtaugh has a live grenade in his hand. And mm-hmm. Mr. Josh was like, bro, he's not going to blow that up because his daughter's right here. And then mm-hmm. Murtaugh's like, well, if she's going to die anyway, then she's going to die with me. I'm like, OK, uh, that's interesting. Uh, so, but then we have Riggs still hiding in the bushes, and then Myrtle actually gets shot in the hand slash 
shoulder. I think this is when he gets shot in the shoulder. Yep. By mm-hmm. Mr. Joshua mm-hmm. or somebody, one of the goons. There's at least like 15 to 20 ish goons out here. So it's kind of hard to keep track of them all. But yeah, so then Murtaugh gets shot in the in the shoulder. He drops the grenade. Well, and when I say drops, I mean he throws. He throws the grenade. Everybody ducks for cover. It turns out it's a smoke grenade. And so that kind of gives Murtaugh and Riggs the upper hand. Although shielding Riggs's line of sight would not be a good strat. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, but anyway, I mean, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop him from shooting people because Murtaugh shoots the guys, two of the guys by the helicopter, and then Riggs shoots two other guys, and they're the ones holding uh, his Murtaugh's daughter, who's I think Renee or Rianne or something. I think it's Rianne. Strange mm-hmm. name, but cool. And so now she's kind of free and Myrtle's like, get in the car. So she gets in a limo and then I think Riggs shoots the driver of the car. And so there's this dead body that she has to toss away. So kind of a cool scene. Meanwhile, Riggs and Myrtle are both getting shot at. Uh, well, <laughs> mostly Myrtle because Riggs is still hidden at this point. Right. And so, yeah. So now there's a guy that jumps on top of the limo that Rianne is trying to drive away and Riggs shoots him too. <laughs> and then he's, his limp body just goes flying. It reminds me of the cop from RoboCop at the beginning where, <laughs> where uh, what's his name? Clifton, I think. or uh, Clarence. Clarence throws him out of the moving van. But anyway, mm-hmm. so, so now they eventually find... So Riggs has a shot on Mr. Joshua, but he gets interrupted by a gun pointed at him. And he looks up and it's the general. And the general's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're going to take you hostage. You're quick, but you're not that quick. And so, yeah, this is kind of like, this is, there's a lot going on, but it's just a lot of gunfire, a lot of good blood and stuff. So then Rianne tries to get away in the limo and there's a helicopter that tries to get on top of her and like somehow push the limo over. Not really Mm -hmm. sure what's going on there, but (laughs) but yeah, she eventually crashes and then they just get her again. So now everybody is taken hostage eventually. That's, that's kind of where this thing leads to. Uh, but what it, I do like the shot of the helicopter because it's a practical effect. It's actually a real helicopter chasing a moving limo in the desert. I appreciated that. I liked how close the helicopter got. I mean, somebody was driving that limo. Obviously, it was probably a stunt double. But still, the helicopter, like the bottom things where you land it on, the, the I don't even know what you would call that, just the, the rest just like the feet, on the helicopter. Yeah, yeah the feet, yeah. the feet. Uh, it, it's literally touching the top of the limo in some instances and like the, the helicopter zooms up and tries to stop it. So really good helicopter scene. I, I, I really, I don't know what drew me into that, but good, great stuff. Great stuff. But did you yeah. have anything else to say or? Um, I mean, I just thought the, the, the idea of using the helicopter <laughs> flying around during yeah. that, the whole like chaos that was happening, like uh, the daughter, like driving into the car uh, driving with the car and then like you you get the helicopter swinging around trying to catch him like, this is a this it's is crazy intense, yeah. it is that the one word i like how you say chaos because that's the one word i would use to describe this scene it's just so uh-huh. much stuff going on uh-huh. it is um but yeah i i i really like the the sniping action that Riggs had um he, he's just like taking out guys left and right pretty pretty easy like the especially and then like the the driver he took out too uh i thought that was super cool uh it shows that how how accurate and how deadly he is with just like guns in general um was pretty 
like well displayed in the scene. So yeah, overall great scene. Um, and then yeah, so they they eventually get captured, and then we get this lead onto the almost last scene, but second to last scene where they're like pretty much held hostage. Um, so we put down hostage escape scene beating. <laughs> yeah, bro, this is this is a good scene right here. Yeah, this is this is where things get juicy. Um, so Riggs is chained up and he's like dangling um in the air and then we get uh Murtaugh he's like strapped up in a chair and he's getting beat by a couple of henchmen but this uh I like to just say like I think in this scene we uh the more the emphasis is on Riggs getting um uh pretty much he's not getting beaten he's actually getting electrified and shocked yeah, electric shock uh, therapy is what they called it yeah and so uh what's his name joseph mr joshua joshua, joshua. Yeah. yeah so mr joshua um he makes an appearance talking to Riggs, trying to you know just trying to see like if Riggs will spill the beans about whatever they've uh learned about the, the whole operation um Riggs doesn't say anything um and so joshua tells like this henchman to just just like pretty much go at him um so it, it looked like a, a sponge or it to me it looked like a sponge i don't know if it was a sponge yeah but... it did it looked like <laughs> one of those like sponges you see in the coral reef where it's like yeah. a, a yellow i don't know yeah spongebob um, was was delivering shock therapy <laughs> rigs yeah and so while this whole, like while this is taking place uh rigs as i said he was like hanging off of chains but uh there's also like this like dripping waterfall on him so it's there, like, yeah so he's getting like waterboarded from yeah, above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a shower uh-huh, uh-huh. water's constantly pouring on him it's in this like dark grim i think it's in not an alley because it's inside but it has the width of an alley it's right, very right. narrow and so he's mm-hmm. like facing a wall really close and right. it's just very and- very grimy and wet very moist in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in this place <laughs> uh but yeah uh eventually he just keeps getting shocked um by this henchman and so uh you get to see like the whole like excruciating pain of like his like and also him like in like his screaming as well um so yeah that was that was a very cool scene to, to see that Riggs is um uh actually like not mr Invinci- invincible but eventually but then he was <laughs> yeah yeah eventually um Riggs, he <laughs> i love it. He, it it's so funny what? it well like because the guy the henchman's the henchman tells mr joshua he's like oh yeah this guy i don't know how he's still alive i'm i give up I, I, <laughs> he's just like i'm sick of waterboarding i'm, I'm going home uh-huh. <laughs> yeah and so um, i mean I, yeah I'll, t- I'll take it away from here if you want okay i really yeah, like go this for scene. Go so for yeah it. so then uh, so mr joshua leaves and now it's just Riggs and the henchman. And so the henchman goes to, I guess, was he just talking to him or was he going to untie him or? No, he was, I think he was just like, he wasn't going to untie him. No, he was, um, I don't, I'm, he wasn't going to shock him again, but he was just standing close to Riggs. He was probably um, going to complain like, wow, I can't believe this didn't work. I, you ruined, yeah, my, yeah, you ruined yeah. my trick. You know, like, <laughs> I was trying to impress the boss and then here you are. 
Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, so he's very close to Riggs. And keep in mind, it is a narrow hallway of sorts. So Riggs actually headbutts the guy. The guy kind of stumbles back against the wall. That gives Riggs an opportunity to pull up his entire body weight and put his tied up feet around the henchman's neck, then try to strangle him with his feet and then eventually just twist his neck with his feet. That's an mm-hmm. insane scene. This was such a good scene. This just like, if you didn't think Riggs was a badass before this, you will now. I mean, guaranteed, this character is just off the wall crazy. So that's kind of how he escapes. And then he eventually, I don't know, he just unties himself, I guess. Yeah, so Riggs is, yeah, after he knocks out the henchman, um, he unties himself. And then it, it like cuts to a scene where we get Murtaugh and like they bring out his daughter. Uh, the daughter is like uh, tied up to, a, I think it was like a pipe or something. Um, and then eventually uh, Riggs makes his an appearance of like through a side door and starts shooting all the guys. Oh, well, um, well, you forget that he throws the carcass of the guy he just killed into one of the guards. Oh, <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> he, just, he just walks in with a body and just throws it at somebody. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he makes an appearance. He's coming uh, and like just mowing down these guys. He's going like... sicko mode on these people. <laughs> he really is. He's taking down every every single guy, lands every single shot. Um, it's like nothing uh like he's like all that all that pain that he just experienced was like nothing on him so oh no 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 he's back he's back um takes out all the guys um unties uh Murtaugh and so because like all the other guys escaped yep the general escaped uh Mr. Joshua I don't think he was in there but yeah it was a lot of carnage uh Rick shot two guys twisted one's neck and then there was one above like in a banister so keep in mind mm-hmm. this is also in another warehouse setting it always is <laughs> <laughs> but he shoots a guy from above on one of the stairs and the guy falls and he his you know he, he snaps his neck or whatever so it, mm-hmm. it was just a good scene so then they eventually all three of them get out so Myrtle Riggs and Myrtle's daughter they get out and they find out that they're in a bar which the general had been operating out of this whole movie there were scenes with him in it before we just didn't feel like talking about it so mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah so they they escape rigs there are guards in the in the nightclub that they're in this it's uh, there's always a red nightclub the past three movies yeah the terminator <laughs> robocop and now this there's always a nightclub with red neon all over the place there's always a band there's always people dancing and there's always a shootout in the club this mm-hmm. was no different than the other one. <laughs> uh, I even wrote that down. I was like, wow, there's it's all three of these are the same. But th- I saw similarities, but th- it doesn't dwell too much like the other two movies did on our reviews. This one just kind of breezed through. So I think Rake shot two people at a bar and then he he, you know, he takes one guy's gun and shoots another guy and then takes one guy's gun and just shoots the guy himself. Like he just kind of shoves it into the guy's chest and then just you see the bullets exiting his back. So that was mm-hmm. pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And then they eventually escape the nightclub and they go outside, which does that. Did we separate these scenes or? Yeah. So uh, final, final showdown, right? Yeah. Showdown. Um, oh, in my notes, I like didn't separate them. So I was kind of getting lost. But yeah, this is the final showdown of pretty much everything is happening. So Joshua, he escapes, um, he drives off, and then also, so Joshua is in his own car, um, and so they're both going 
after him. Riggs, Riggs is like trying to catch him on foot, which which is kind of weird. I'm like, what is this guy doing? He's definitely not gonna catch him. You know, if he had that, the thing is though, the whole scene, he had that like glint in his eye. He knew right. what he was doing. He had revenge on the mind. And he had uh-huh. his shirt. He looked like me after four beers at a party. The whole <laughs> shirt was unbuttoned. Your whole chest was exposed. I mean, this guy's a tank. He's a legend mm-hmm. running down yeah. the, the freeway of California <laughs> on foot at night. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, they're, they're running. Um, Murtaugh, Murtaugh says, like, uh, he's going to go on the freeway, like, go through this route and you'll be able to, like, catch him um and so Murtaugh is actually so what they split up um Murtaugh actually goes for the general um so the general uh he's like in another getaway car from their their original hideout and so the general like is driving out and then you get to see Murtaugh like in the middle of the alleyway which the car was like driving out of and I, I forget what the general says, but he's like, like floored or something or, or something like we got to kill this guy. Um, and Murtaugh actually lands a shot on the driver, which then uh, so the, the driver's knocked out. And then uh, the general oh, is like, he's more than knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Um, <laughs> and the general is like struggling to like steer the car. Um because uh, it's just it's just free rolling now, and I can't remember does does the car drive into a wall or something? You remember? Yeah. Well, so it's coming towards Murtal because it's in an alley. Murtal has to jump on the wall, and then yeah, okay. eventually it it goes into oncoming traffic and gets hit. Oh by a yeah, bus, that's right. That's... Oh and then it yeah, yeah, yeah. Flips yeah. over, and uh-huh. so we see the general has somehow survived this. And he's, he's, he's alive and he's kind of screaming in the car. The car's overturned. I think the driver's body is on top of him and he's all bloody and stuff. And then he screams and then he has this moment of recognition. He sees two grenades sitting in the back of the car. Meanwhile, the car is on fire. I think if you can put two and two together, you know what's going to happen. The car <laughs> blows up. Kablooey! Blows up. The general is now dead and Murtaugh has a good grin on his face because he knows justice has been served so that kind of that kind of wraps up the general story which is why we kind of always said at the beginning of this review that mr joshua had a more presence he had a more prominent right. presence because now we switch back to him so uh, riggs had shot the back of the windshield out and so now you know mr joshua's kind of swerving around his car's on fire mm-hmm. and he literally mows down a telephone pole on the freeway <laughs> But he, it, you know how in most movies, it you when you crash into a telephone pole, you're done. Like an old GTA game, you're done. You don't get to knock it over. Your car gets dented. Well, no, this one, he goes straight through, plows it down like me and with a taco or something, a Taco Bell. And it just, and then it's on fire. But then Mr. Joshua actually gets out, gets in somebody else's car and drives away, leaving Riggs there just kind of like, bro, I, I thought I killed him. He should be dead. And so that kind of, so now Riggs and Murtaugh meet back up. They realize, wait a minute, uh, where's Mr. Joshua? And then they get some type of call from the police, right? Mm-hmm. Don't they, they Don't they get intel that Mr. Joshua was seen going to Murtaugh's house? Yeah, so unfortunately, like, Riggs is, like, he doesn't, he does, 
a good job almost catching up to him, but um, Joshua like is in a car, so he can't out. You can't like catch up to a moving car, but uh, he eventually, yeah, they Riggs eventually like pretty much tries to shoot down the car, but then it 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 goes away, drives off, um, which is saddening because like like he got away, but uh, after they regroup, um, Riggs is with Murtaugh, and I don't think. No, I don't think they get a call about Joshua going anywhere specifically. I think, if I remember correctly, Murtaugh is like, he's like, dude, he's still, like, how'd you not get him? He's still on the run. He specifically knows where my family is, so Ooh, he's going to go there right. next. Yeah, they make, yeah, they, they draw that conclusion, right? Mm-hmm. I remember that. Uh-huh. And so, so yeah. Oh. Uh, 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 <laughs> awkward, awkward. Oh, no. Um, basically... Now the scene goes, cuts back to uh, the family house. And so Joey, Joey, uh, Joey, I, I keep, I keep saying, oh, Joey. he's on a, he's on a nickname <laughs> basis now. Joshua, 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 uh, Mr. Joshua um, rolls up to the house. Um, there's actually cops already there. So I assume Marta and Riggs were told the police like, Hey, he's going to show up there. Um, so we, we have like two policemen uh, um, parked actually right in front of their house. And he was like, how are you doing this night? <laughs> how are you doing tonight? Yeah. What? what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, Mr. He says something, but then he just and then he uh, headshots both the policemen. What um, what great cops these are. <laughs> they not have like an APB out on this guy. I mean, he's very he's like albino. He looks I, weird. I, I feel like he would be easy to recognize. Yeah, oh, how's, he, uh, how's your night going? What are you What are you doing in this neighborhood? This is Murphal's <laughs> house. Go on in, shoot it up. I mean, these uh, cops. What the heck, bro? And so, Mister Joshua, he, he walks up to the house. He actually, um, he takes like a bunch of shots to the front door. He just like hose downs the front door, hoping to hit something or someone, uh, and then he walks into the house uh empty house nothing like no nobody's there um so he's walking around the house he looks at the christmas tree and there's a little note that says something about good guys and bad guys or like all the good guys are not here or something like that i freak do you remember what the yeah note there said was on something the on the tree? tree it was like only good guys live here you're a bad uh, guy i don't uh-huh. i don't know it it's <laughs> whatever and then so he yeah so the living tree the the excuse me the christmas tree is in the living room mm-hmm. and so he takes it you know this piece of paper was on the christmas tree and then all of a sudden out of nowhere a cop car rolls up through the living room <laughs> crashes the wall crashes the christmas tree i believe it basically almost hits mr joshua right yeah yeah he um does yeah, he, he was, does he dodge it or did he get hit? I, I forget. He, he doesn't just, get hit. It just yeah. pretty much surprises him, like out of the corner of his eye. I mean, would just, it not surprise the police? Me? <laughs> yeah, I feel like the police yeah, car it would definitely just... surprise me, especially because I live on the third floor. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the police car just rams in, uh, and the car was uh, no one was in the car, it was like, um, like one of those moves that you floor down the gas pedal with something and it right. just he, like they had wedged runs. a baton yep. in the mm-hmm. gas pedal so it just kept going and going mm-hmm. so Which runs one, through the car 
I wonder huh? why it stopped in the house. I feel like it would have <laughs> kept going. You know what I well, mean? Well, maybe maybe the impact like just had so much stuff blocking in the car's way. True. I I feel like it would keep trying to go. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I put it I put it in in neutral and it goes f- further than this car. I mean, I don't uh, know. It was a little yeah. sketch. It was a little sketch. But yeah. So, so then. Think, so then. Yeah. So. Like, uh, oh. <laughs> Oh no no! Sorry, I'll let you take it. I'll let you take Sorry. it. Sorry, I'll, I'll talk slightly. This is my so last think... episode. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jumping out the lease. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a jumper. So, <laughs> uh, so, so he figures out it's it's just a baton um, in the driver's seat, and when he turns around, Riggs is like, "Hey, freeze." <laughs> Hold, 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 literally yeah. yeah holds the gun to his head um they walk out um Riggs is now so this is before like all the policemen come and so Martov like tells him like hey this is your chance like if you want to let loose let loose and so Riggs and uh what's his face Joshua I keep forgetting Joshua why is Joshua such a weird name to it's remember? such a not villain name yeah i mean i guess so is clarence but i don't know it's uh clarence clarence sounds better yeah joshua is just too normal i guess i don't know anyway but yeah so now yeah in my in my notes i wrote and this is gonna be where m lets r lw mr j because i and and i i decipher it as mr or excuse me murtaugh let's riggs lethal weapon mr joshua Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. now we get this kind of Mortal Kombat style fight, this good old fashioned <laughs> Rocky boxing match between Mr. Joshua and Riggs. I guess Murtaugh's like, yeah, I've done enough action in this movie. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And so um, what, what, what was your let's let's kind of change it up a little bit because it's basically just a lot of punching and kicking and jujitsu and whatnot, just martial arts stuff. What was right. your impre- what was your impression of the plot at this point? What what were you thinking when Murtaugh said, "Yeah, just go ahead and uh, just go ahead and, and beat him up with your lethal weapon"? <laughs> like, wh- what was your? I, I want to. I'm interested to see what you think about this choice. I liked it because yeah, um, Riggs. Because I think earlier in the movie, Riggs was like, "Yeah, you never forget like someone who tries to kill you or something like that." Mm. Um, like in the the helicopter scene when he he noticed it was joshua who's shooting at him and so he's like yeah i'm never i'm never gonna forget his face um and so so riggs has like some pent up like anger and tension with him he's like yo this guy tried killing me i'm gonna kill him and so <laughs> yeah I, I liked how you know he was like yeah just let loose just just go ham on uh joshua like i don't care <laughs> Dude, uh, I, I yeah, yeah. I, I i'm glad you like that because i loved it too mm-hmm. instead of doing just a classic shootout we actually mm-hmm. got to see Riggs. I mean, we saw a little bit of his his martial arts training, but this is like uh-huh. really just full blown lethal weapon stuff. And so, so now the two of them are fist fighting. Mr. Joshua is surprisingly holding his ground a lot. He gets a lot of good punches on Riggs, and eventually mm-hmm. Riggs pushes Mr. Joshua back into like one of those those poles with the light on it you see in yards to light up the front yard. And then Mr. Joshua uses that as a weapon, just starts swinging <laughs> it at Riggs. And it eventually turns into a lightsaber battle because Murtaugh throws <laughs> Riggs his baton. And so now yep. Riggs is blocking the shot with his baton. 
And so it was it was kind of cool. I like that part. I liked it more when it was more focused on the martial arts aspect and not necessarily with the weapons. But eventually they just throw the weapons away anyway. And so now there's a there's a pivotal moment in this fight where Riggs's face is being pushed down in the mud in this puddle because the fire hydrant in the front of the house had been busted by a car, one of the cop cars, I guess. And so there's water all over the place. It's raining. It's night. So that's kind of a cool mood setter. And Riggs's face is in the mud. And Murtal says, you need help, partner? And Riggs is like, what does he say? I think he says, like, uh, I wrote it down. Yeah, he says, like, no, back off. Kind of like he uses his Batman voice because he Riggs knows that he needs to finish this fight. And so mm-hmm. he eventually gets the upper hand on Mr. Joshua. He kind of flips him over, does like an alligator spin almost is what I would kind of equate it to. He, he spins around. Then he gets the upper hand on Joshua. And then, you know, he keeps just wailing on him. And then two cops come and arrest him because Riggs says, this is one of the best things about this. I think it ties the whole movie together. He says, He's not even worth it. I was like, <laughs> dang, after this whole time, you know, just he, Riggs has this mentality of kill first, ask questions later. And so I really like this whole character arc that he has. He chooses not to kill. He chooses to have mercy on this guy, even though of all mm-hmm. the horrible things. He's arguably the worst. Mr. Mr. Joshua is. And so it's mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that redemption arc that Riggs has. So, yeah, after that, two cops come up and they attempt to handcuff. Mr. Joshua, but uh, Mr. Joshua, I think he gets he gets one of the cops' guns, right? Yep. So, so he, yeah, he's 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 like, yeah, he's getting lifted up, um, and they're about to like cuff him and everything. But Joshua, like, like gets his hand on one of the cops' guns that's like arresting him, and Murtoff sees it, and Riggs sees it, uh. And them being like super very uh, mindful of, them, of what's happening, like they reach out for the guns and just let loose and shoot them um, without a doubt. Uh, pretty much buddy to buddy, like oh shooting contest. Yep, <laughs> how many yep, shots it, can we? How many shots can we land on him? <laughs> dang, that's that's funny that you say that. It kind of harkens yeah. back to the shooting range scene. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's so. a good uh, parallel. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so then obviously both of them land the shots because they're good shots. Even with the other yeah. cops around, they still managed to just shoot Mr. Joshua. So mm-hmm. even though Mr. Joshua was spared by Riggs, they still eventually got him. And that kind of ends the movie. Uh, Riggs is very in disrepair. He's got scars all over his face. He's he's soaking wet. And this is probably one of the best parts, just to show the dynamic between these two characters. Murtaugh's like, come here, I got you, partner. And he kind of <laughs> covers Riggs with the poncho. Just a great ending to the movie. Because if you mm-hmm. were if you were to look at that last scene and compare it to the first scene when they met, completely different. But the movie kind of fleshes out their character and really shows how the two of them bonded together. So that kind of ends the movie. We get another, you know, brief shot of Riggs going to Murtaugh's house for Christmas dinner. And this is actually another good character point. It's not action. All the action scenes are over. But Riggs gives back. So Riggs was threatening to kill himself the whole movie. And he had a hollow point bullet to do it. And he told Murtaugh about this. And Murtaugh's kind of like, wow, he is crazy. He didn't really offer help at all. But <laughs> he was just kind of like, wow, okay. And so, but 
Riggs gives Murtaugh the bullet. So he's like, I'm not going to kill myself anymore. So that's kind of another good redemption arc for Riggs. Riggs did change a lot throughout this movie. But yeah, that's kind of the mm-hmm. end of the action scenes. Anything else you have to say about... Oh, I will mention the whole time where Mr. Joshua grabs the gun. It is indeed in slow motion, which was fine. Oh, yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. it was in slow motion. It was fine. I, I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, it, Did you care? Um, well, I, I didn't mind that, but it kind of it reminded me of like the one time where Riggs saved uh, Murtaugh's life. And then uh, because that it, it, it reminded me of that flashback of that pool scene. So when that henchman was about to shoot uh, Murtaugh, uh, Riggs um, like instantly uh, quickly shoots the henchman so he doesn't kill his partner. And so it kind of, it like flashed back forward to, um, or fast forward, not flashback forward. <laughs> fast forward. <laughs> fast forward to this scene where it kind of shows like, oh, they both like really have each other's back. Um, and so when they both see that gun being drawn on them, they did not hesitate hesitate to kill it, kill Joshua because they're super good partners and like they they yeah. eventually they eventually become best buddies and actually like each other. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a good parallel though. I like how you uh-huh. how you kind of tie it in from the beginning to the end, so it's kind of full circle. But mm-hmm. na- but both of them have changed in major ways. So yeah, those are the action scenes overall. If we were to ask, where's the action? I think there's a decent amount. It's more towards the end of the movie because the beginning is more exposition and it's more of a mystery. But yeah, I, I genuinely enjoyed the action scenes. They're very unique in its way, whether it be the torture scene or the helicopter scene in the desert. All these things are just very memorable. And so, yeah, I, I liked it. So we should move on to our favorite part. I have one ready. I don't know if you have one. I, I have one ready, I would say. Right, I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first. <laughs> um, I like the desert scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the uh, the whole, like, him thinking, or the, the villains thinking that Riggs was dead. So uh, Martoff was kind of just, like, on his own obviously wasn't because Riggs was out on the other side with the sniper um but yeah I I like that I don't know I just like that gunfire of the the sniper scene because it's not like the regular like shooting from pistols um there's something different and so him take being like a sharpshooter he's he took out the guys that were holding the daughter and then he took out the driver and then he takes out the guy that jumped on the car (laughs) um (laughs) Yeah, yeah and then sharpshooter yeah the whole like the whole helicopter thing like flying around trying to catch the daughter um and then what what else was there um well that like eventually led to the other next scene so the when they were getting like beat down um but yeah i would say the the desert scene was like pretty pr- uh i would say my favorite part just because it's very chaotic like i said earlier and so yeah that's like my favorite part of the movie yeah definitely the most action intensive scene i would say Mm -hmm. out of the whole thing because a lot of it because most of the henchmen are dead towards the end of the movie so it's kind of just mr joshua and the general versus merton Riggs. so yeah i i do agree that is the most action heavy that's a good scene my favorite scene is actually the waterboarding scene with Riggs. i think Mm -hmm. just that kill that he does it shows this guy's mental fortitude and it's mentioned that he's a Vietnam vet 
And so he kind of went through, I'm sure, a lot of the same torture and he trained a lot for this moment. So just seeing seeing it culminate like that and him just I mean, I, just the fact that he could pull his whole body weight up after all that electric shock therapy was amazing to me. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. it probably couldn't happen in real life, but just seeing Riggs do it was so cool. I can't even do a push up without electric shock therapy or, or a pull up. You know what I mean? Let alone let alone him just pulling up his whole body weight and then snapping a guy's neck with his tied up legs. Like, how cool is that? I, I have not seen that in a lot of movies. I, I So that was kind of my it was very unique. That was one of the few scenes I remembered from the first time I watched it. Watching it now, I was like, okay, I remember the torture scene right off the bat. That was kind of what I remembered. So that's definitely my favorite part of a lethal weapon. Nice, nice. Bing, bada, boom. I, yeah. I think those those two scenes back to back really uh put a lot of action in however long that was, but it is is very worth it just because like it's at the very end of the movie. So they they let free with their creativity of what to do for the last couple of scenes. It was very good. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. It definitely, it, it's kind of like a crescendo, like this, these two scenes together, I would say they're more of a climax than killing Mr. Joshua. And uh, just because it's more grand, I, right. I feel like it's just more grand. There's a lot more at stake, but anyway, yeah. So those are the favorite scenes. Very good scenes as always. Right. So I guess on to the not so good <laughs> scenes. <laughs> does not pass the vibe check section i have okay. two you have one one wait yep. yours is a good one yours is a good one <laughs> I, I forgot about that so i'll go first okay so as i mentioned before the main girl who kills herself at the beginning of the movie she was a porn actress and Murtaugh is sitting in his kitchen at night <laughs> on his birthday and he gets evidence from the police precinct it's mailed to him and in this in this mail envelope, there's a there's a, a tape of uh, I think her name was like Sarah or something. And it was literally one of her pornos. Now, hold on a minute. I, this 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 bags a moral question. So Myrtle is watching this dead girl's porno, right? It's her and two other women in the shower. All right. What is the moral high ground for this? Because like what what's the what's the gray area? Because for me personally, let's say Elsa Jean died. I'm just throwing it out there. Elsa Jean, <laughs> Lana Rhodes, Riley Reed. What if they died all of a sudden? Is is it still ethical? I mean, I guess none of it's ethical. But is it uh, ethical to watch their existing videos? Yes or no? Um, because we I... can watch we can watch movies <laughs> with dead actors in it. Remember. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, it, it kind of, it's a gray area because when you think about it, if you have like movies that you watch with like actors, you know, who have passed away for whatever reason, but, um, but I mean, I don't know. This is weird because I think in this context, it was evidence. So maybe he, was- he didn't have to watch it. <laughs> He didn't have to watch. It. He was a few beers in. He was feeling it. His wife's not putting out. He had to. He had to let it out somehow. I I don't know. I don't in know. In this context, like... I don't think it was. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to his to his credit, he did he he did turn it off eventually. But after 
after there were tits on screen and they're lathering each other up in soap in the in the locker room shower. <laughs> I wasn't paying that much attention. Of course, I looked away. You know, I didn't want to see it. <laughs> um, but I'm yeah, saying, I, 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 I don't know. I I thought it was a very um, odd scene to put in the movie. I, I just didn't think it was necessary. I think it was to show the tragic death of this girl because in the porno, again, I wasn't watching that closely. But <laughs> if I were, I would say that her face in the porno did not seem someone that was happy. And I think that was trying to resonate with the audience, how she wasn't happy, even though she was a porn star or whatever. She didn't have, I don't know, she just didn't have a good life. So mm. I don't know. I think that's what the the video and him watching it was trying to show. But I mean, this was a bad, this was, if she had died of old age, that'd be one thing. But like she died because <laughs> she threw herself off a building. She's 19 years old or something. And I don't know. I, I, it didn't sit right with me, but then I would think, what would I do in that situation? <laughs> oh, gosh. So I don't know. It's a moral gray area. Hit us up in the comments what you think. Moral gray area. Moral it's gray, a very area. gray area. We, we need yeah. your help. We need your input. If Elsa Jean died today, would you watch her vids? All right. Next does not pass the vibe check. The, this one also, this is a minor, a very minor issue. But I always have to nitpick. <laughs> so Riggs is eating dinner at Murtaugh's house. Actually, this is the same night as the porno scene. And Riggs is about to leave and he has an empty beer can. And they're on the street and Murtaugh's holding open the trash can to throw the beer can in. So Riggs throws the can, right? Throws it up in the air. Then we get a shot of the trash can and Murtaugh holding the lid. So it bounces in, right? It takes at least <laughs> 20 seconds for that can to travel through the air to the trash can i don't know what it was it felt so much longer than it needed to i felt like it was the scene where like let's say superman threw a baseball around the world it would be the same amount of time that it took for Riggs to throw that beer can in the trash that's all i'm gonna say it was very nitpicky but wow. i just it had to be I it had to be said i didn't notice that um if you look I, it up you'll 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 understand if you watch it again uh, maybe I think this was a scene where I wasn't really paying attention that closely. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they were they were only saying dialogue about the movie. You know, uh, they, it was an action. So they, yeah, you tuned out. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's funny though. It's like um, what is it? It's like just like when you realize things are happening so much slower, or things are just taking forever, but in like an actual time, it only takes like. A couple seconds or whatever um, right exactly yeah. <laughs> like what is going on <laughs> again uh, i know it's a movie but they could right. have done a little better with that anyway mm -hmm. <laughs> all right so my doesn't pass the vibe check um this also happens on the same night when Riggs is with uh Murtaugh with Murtaugh with um that night for dinner yeah it was that dinner when um, he invited him over so they're like outside they're they're fixing his boat um you know they're just like chitter chatting um excuse me chitter chatting chitter chit chit chatting chitter chitter chatting i'm gonna start using it <laughs> you know, that's, you gonna know be, have... that's gonna be merch that's gonna be merch. 
Let's do a podcast with the two of us. We just chitter chat the whole time. Not, yeah, not about yeah. movies. We just chitter chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, and so they're you know they're just like chilling on the boat, having a beer, um, you know, having their nice bonding moment, and then uh, the daughter. I I, I don't I. I don't even know what the daughter's name is, but she like comes out and she asks her dad if she can go out with this guy on a date. And he was like, you're still grounded. Um, and I, I don't know how the conversation come up, but apparently the daughter got caught smoking weed. <laughs> That's how she's grounded. And what doesn't pass the vibe check is, like, bro, you're you're a daughter of a cop <laughs> and you're yeah. smoking weed in your house. Bro, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you know what? He he was retired at that point. He was out. <laughs> he was like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm like, if I if I had parents that were cops and I did something like that, I I mean I would never do something like that, but I'm just like why, why would you do that? Because You know like, what? Kudos to her. She's rebelling. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, uh, what? That does not pass the vibe check to me. But. Maybe he does it too. And and she was like, oh, you know, I'll do it. And then be mm-hmm. like my father. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I guess she's young, vivacious. Full of energy. <laughs> Full of energy. So. Not after the weed, though. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so those are the that's that's pretty much it for the does not pass the vibe check section. Those are the main things. So mm-hmm. let's get to the rating system. I think this is probably one of my favorite rating <laughs> systems we've had on this show. So yeah. this is courtesy of Alex. The rating system yep. today is one out of five grams of heroin. <laughs> I don't know. We were debating what a gram actually is, if that is even with heroin or some other drug, but we're just gonna roll know. With it. Yeah, um, I'll start us off. So I will rate it uh, a solid four out of five grams of heroin. <laughs> so this is your lowest of 80s month for the record. 80s month, yeah, so. this is lowest, yeah. Um, and Mason was like telling me on the phone, he was like, yeah, I don't know if you're going to really like it or not. <laughs> Dude, I knew, I, I know him so well. I, I It was either a toss up. <laughs> I was like, he's either really going to love it or he's going to be okay about it. He's going to be yeah. just meh. But um, yeah, so. So this is my, this is my reasoning. So the, uh, I would say it, it, it got a lower score just because like we were talking about the action scenes, how they kind of just like didn't really stand out as much as till the very end of the movie. Um, and so that's like one reason and then um and i guess just another reason like uh, i i would say since it's more it's it's an action comedy type of thing um i don't really watch that many of those um and so i guess it's not like my first cup of tea but it's not bad but nothing against it it's just like there's just more dialogue than i anticipated and you know, I, I'm always here for the action. <laughs> That's why I always ask, where's the action? <laughs> um, but overall, I, I liked all the like the, the cast members, like the, the two main um, mm. cast members were great. I love their acting, how they definitely had a big character development um, throughout the whole movie. 
Um, and then they also have all great signature lines. Um, so like, as Mason said, the, like the first one, like I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, like getting to know like, oh, why is it called Lethal Weapon? And it was like just the scene how uh, Murtaugh was just like, oh, so you know, this martial arts, that martial arts, blah, blah, blah. So we might just have to register you as a lethal weapon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that, was, that was a great quote. Um, and then and then it's just like overall, like they, they make good jokes here and there. And so good movie. Um, if you like pay attention to like dialogue and stuff like that. I don't specifically pay attention to that unless they're like super really good quotes that are like memorable. And so, but yeah, I, I mean, action is not bad, um, not as intense as the other ones, the, the past two 80s movies that we watched. Um, and so, but overall, good cop movie. Um, so solid four out of five grams of heroin. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So I'm going to have to go a little bit higher. First, I'll give <laughs> my thoughts or I'll give my rating first. Again. So I'm going to rate it. So out of five grams of heroin i'm gonna go in respect for Murtal's daughter 4.20 out of five grams of heroin (laughs) (laughs) i so here's my reason this is your also lowest one this is also this is also my lowest one i think i meet as a movie with the action and what they gave us i think it's a 4.2 in my heart, personal feeling, I prefer this movie. This is probably tied with Indiana Jones for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it better than Terminator and RoboCop, which I know is surprising. But as a mm. movie, it's 4.20. And I'll tell you why. First of all, we didn't mention this earlier, but the music is impeccable. Because, oh, yeah. So every time Murtaugh is on the screen, they do kind of a jazzy, bluesy sound by there's a saxophonist called David Sanborn. He does the soundtrack for that part. Then when Riggs is on the screen, it's Eric Clapton on guitar. So we kind of have the, the and then you so it kind of really just shows the difference between them. And then eventually when they meet, the soundtrack blends both of these artists together to create one piece with both instruments. So it's a subtle thing with the music and the soundtrack, but not a lot of movies do that. And they use the soundtrack inventively. And so I really like the soundtrack aspect of this movie, how they did that, because I was listening to it. And I was like, there's something different. I, there's something where Murtaugh's on the screen. It has a certain sound. And so I looked it up and that's the case. It was, they kind of blended it together when they were on screen together. And then when they were separate, it was separate instruments. So I really like that differential thing. And so that's one of the highlights for me. I know that's kind of bad when you, we say the, the music is the highlight, but it really is that good. <laughs> I, I've all, I, all four of these movies that we've done for eighties month have had great music for me. Mm-hmm. So the next part, yeah. the main, yeah, go ahead. Oh, so I so, say, yeah, we, we did not mention the music at all. Um, like, during the podcast where we did with the other movies um yeah that that stood out i i i like the music it was very well played at certain moments and then it was like i think it was kind of like jazz at time too right right that was the myrtle yeah. part yeah so the, okay, the okay. jazz came in yeah mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. It, it's i like the jazz of... it's very very soothing 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Put you to sleep, didn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I just like that how when you bring the two instruments together, it, it shows that you can bring these two separate genres that don't normally mix together. Kind of like mm-hmm. the parallel between Myrtle and Riggs. Very different characters. But when they're together, eventually at the end, they work as a great team. So that's what I also want to mention is the characters. Fantastic, probably best, one of the best duos in cinematic history, I would say. Riggs and Murtaugh. This odd couple character, Murtaugh being the almost retired cop who plays it straight all the time, goes by the rules, compared to Riggs, who doesn't have a family, his wife's dead, suicidal, just crazy overall. The blending of these two together, the movie does a great job of showing the audience how like there's no certain part where i'm like okay that character relationship would not happen like that it's an organic chemistry that both of the actors give off for each other they just play so well off of each other and then also it's just kind of a gradual build-up to the eventual end the scene i mentioned earlier where after riggs has that fight with mr joshua Murtaugh kind of hugs him and he's just like come here partner and that was this was all in the course of a few days so not that long, not that much time has passed, but it just shows the real chemistry that these two actors had, that they made it believable. And so for me, I always focus on dialogue and cinematography as opposed to the action. Not that the action was bad and not that I don't pay attention to it. It's just, that's what I focus on. And so I liked some of the shots in this movie. I liked where, I mean, I didn't like where she fell to her death, but they're just the camera shot of the building going down. I mean, that's not CGI. They actually had a dolly go down the building or maybe it was a miniature, but it looked like the real thing. So just little shots like that that set it apart for me. But the action was also very good. Again, the torture scene, the desert scene, even the night scene, any scene at night is okay, but it really brought it up at the very end with the fist fight between Riggs and Mr. Joshua. Just, Just fantastic. I'm glad they actually let that happen. Because if it was me today, I feel like it was it would not be believable enough to leave in the movie. And so people would just pass it off and say, he would probably just get arrested or something. But I just like that old school 80s feel with just the classic good old fist fight. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of that's kind of why I rated it 4.20. It doesn't have a lot of action, but when it does have action, it's really good. And I just really like the characters are so strong in this, which really set it apart. And that's why there were like six other ones or five other ones, just because of how, how great this chemistry is. And so, yeah. So 1987's uh, lethal weapon. I mean, what a, what a great movie. 4.2 out of five uh, grams of heroin. So. Nice. Already our last segment of the uh, podcast. Um, Mason wrote down one question and I just wrote down a second question. I hoping Mason sees it. I'm um, seeing it now. I say we do both. Okay. Um, so fun fact for today, Mason wrote down, what is your favorite streaming service? And then I wrote down, what streaming service do you want? <laughs> well, I think you know the answer. I'll, <laughs> I'll go. I'll... Do we? <laughs> All right, how about this? We'll flip there's 300 box. There's 300 streaming services. Oh, these true, days. true. I want, I want, I want Fubo TV. That's what I want. <laughs> I want Pluto TV. <laughs> uh, do you want to go first? I'll, so I'll go, I'll answer the first question, and then you answer the first question, and then we'll just flip. Okay. Okay, so okay. my favorite streaming service 
It's not that difficult for me, actually. I really do enjoy HBO Max's selection. They have, it's definitely the most, it's not the widest breadth. So if you go to Netflix, you can get anything. But the problem with Netflix is a lot of it is not good stuff. Really? HBO Max, to me personally, I'm a, I'm a movie guy, a movie buff. I pay attention to what's good and what's not good more so than the average person. And so mm -hmm. for me, HBO Max is really just the pinnacle of every, they, they've just got so much good content on there. And the originals, I haven't seen too many of the originals, but just, I mean, you've got their HBO shows. So I've been watching the Sopranos and stuff, but you've also got Cartoon Network. You've got Looney Tunes stuff, which I liked. I watched that during finals week instead of studying. I got, you know, they've got all these different old timey movies that I wouldn't normally check out. But if it's on HBO Net Max, I know it's at a certain level of quality. And they've just oh. got a lot of Warner Brothers stuff. So I watched all the Godzilla movies and King Kong movies on there before we did that review. Actually, all of the Lethal Weapons are on there, too. That's how I watched this one. That's how I, wa I ended up going to HBO Max. I thought I was logged out of the person I was using. But apparently I checked today just on a whim and I'm logged back in. I don't know nice, how it happened. Nice. So you heard that too, Alex, for future reference. Nice. But I got to say, it's just Netflix. I get I, I don't like scrolling so far just to find a diamond in the rough. I prefer all the diamonds in one place. So that's why HBO Max kind of stands out to me. But Hulu, mm. Hulu is definitely a close second just for comfort TV and just sitcoms and stuff, new stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Hulu is definitely... But what, what what about you? What's your favorite? Um, mine is pretty easy. Like, I'm kind of opposite of Mason. Um, so I actually <laughs> like Netflix. <laughs> I I have no issue finding anything to watch on Netflix. Like, I have a good amount of genres I like to watch. So, like reality TV, uh, action. Yeah, that's um, where we differ. <laughs> Listen, um, I... like crime tv shows um you know any any like dramas um pretty much and then like documentaries like i i like all the netflix documentaries that i've seen no um, i will say i mean netflix netflix has good selections it's just hbo mm -hmm. i i don't know but yeah your your kind of viewing habits cater more towards netflix uh okay okay I, yeah i i always have like i have so many things like bookmarked that I need to to watch, but there's we just were so literally, much. <laughs> there's we were just literally, so much that I need to watch. That's the thing. <laughs> we were hanging out one night, and all we did was bookmark stuff on Netflix. We didn't actually watch anything. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I I love the the content Netflix has, and I don't, I don't know. Some people always say like, "Oh, Netflix doesn't have good shows or movies or whatever." Um, like, bro, I don't know about you, but I always have something to watch. <laughs> oh, all right, look, they their originals. Look, Stranger Things. I mean, that's good. I don't know. I can't name another Netflix show off the top of my head. Uh, Stranger Sex, Things. Sex on the Beach. Co is that what you watch? Cobra Kai. Oh, Cobra Kai. Oh yeah. All right. Cobra Kai. Maybe, maybe it is good. Um, I'll watch. The, oh, The Witcher was good too. I haven't seen that. Ooh, hmm. that's a good one. That's you would like that. Uh, it's like fantasy, kind of Lord of the Rings ish vibe. Hmm. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I like all that stuff, but I'll watch it occasionally, you know, uh -huh. I, but if I want to go somewhere to watch something, I'll go to HBO Max. But like, see, you watch like, what is it? What's that show called? Sex Before Marriage or something? 
<laughs> that reality show too hot to handle yeah. love is blind all those um, love island uh, you know <laughs> I, I it's it's above my pay grade i the, can't the more cringe the better <laughs> true what was the one where they where it was like the voice of dating shows like they couldn't look at each other was well, that they love couldn't... at first sight or something what, what was that called? yeah yeah yeah. love is blind love yeah. is blind yeah what yeah. an interesting concept there was one <laughs> the other day i was on netflix like two days ago I uh-huh. saw they had a new show called like Sexy Beasts. It's literally I, I, uh-huh. I, I'm not kidding about this. It is a dating show where uh-huh. instead of you don't see them, you're in a full fledged furry costume. They do a whole oh. bunch of makeup and you look like a bird or like a red uh-huh. panda or something. And they do your makeup so you can't actually tell what they look like. It's all based on personality. I feel oh, like there's a better way to go about that than make yourself <laughs> a furry costume. I'll be honest. Oh, that, that's dang, just that's to, the uh, yeah. This will be the top to, of his watch list. I have to add this to my list. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have told you. I'll never hear from him again. I'll text him for like a week straight, and I won't get a reply. And then he'll say, mm-hmm. "Sorry, I was binging Sexy Beast." <laughs> oh, you can't forget your your favorite show, American American Barbecue Showdown. No, I will say that's the best thing <laughs> Netflix has ever done. American Barbecue Showdown. I've seen it twice. It's a great show. Even though it's a reality show, I've seen it. It's a fantastic show. Everyone should go check that out. But mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I like Netflix. I like Netflix. Don't call me a hater. Netflix, <laughs> don't don't come at us. And if you like Netflix better than HBO Max, well, you're wrong. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's uh, let's end the podcast with the other question. Oh, um, yeah. So what streaming service do you want? Um you can go first this time again. You know what I want. I'll tell you what I want. What I really, Discovery really want. Plus. Discovery <laughs> Plus, baby. Listen. Actually, where are you going to find? Yes. Where are you going to find? <laughs> where are you going to find my 600 pound life? <laughs> 90 day fiance. And, you know, breaking Amish. In the same place. Where can you stream that other than Discovery Plus? Tell me that right now. <laughs> Where can you get Shark Week and, you know, shipping Joanna Gaines talking about Shiplap? Where do you get that? Only Discovery <laughs> Plus. Best streaming service. People, please DM Alex. I want him to go halvesies on it with me. <laughs> he refuses. He says it's not a good financial investment. There's no ROI. <laughs> the, only, <laughs> the only ROI is... is uh, <laughs> I don't... I, I, I feel like the things, well, like the shows you just watched, like they're kind of just like similar shows that are already on Netflix, but not like specifically like the same thing. But like, I, I mean, if there's like the like the dating reality TV shows, stuff like that, I think right. like. Tell me I'm how you can like, watch Sister Wives. How, where can you watch Sister Wives other than Discovery Plus? I don't, I don't know what Sister Wives is. You don't know that? It's like we're, it's, it's like oh. the Amish people. No. And like, I, so you know how more, oh no, it's not Amish, it's Mormons. Do you know how Mormons can marry more than one person? Uh-huh. So all of the wives of one man are like sister wives. <laughs> and it's literally just about a bunch of Mormons in Utah just bumming it out. Oh my gosh. Sipping martinis at the pool talking about their husband. Hmm. You should see, here's another addiction. Speaking of which, my strange addiction. <laughs> Where are you going to stream that? The, it's got aren't a, those like do you just like 
creepy shows like that? Do I? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why are you getting on me when I watch Love is Blind, Too Hot to Handle? <laughs> there are different, listen, there are different tiers of <laughs> reality TV. Really? You just happen to watch the lesser tier. <laughs> Interesting. And hmm. I, I'm more cultured than you. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'll wrap this up. So yeah. What, what about you? What's streaming? Um, I would say I do not have HBO Max, so I would definitely love to have HBO Max. <laughs> you will change your tune, I think. When um, actually, I don't know if there's enough reality TV on there for you. Really? I, nah, well, I they, mean, like, I just know like HBO Max, like lately with all the, the more bigger movie releases, like oh, they they're right. already on HBO Max. Um, so if you don't want to go head to the movie theater, you can just chill at home and watch. I it. completely forgot um, about that. I can't believe I didn't mm-hmm. mention that. But yeah, that's a yeah. that's a good point about HBO Max. Yeah, like all those blockbusters. Like... Same day releases on the app. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I think like, yeah, yeah, they. I'm looking it up right now. They have like Cartoon Network. Um, and so like, I remember watching that a lot as a kid. And then, oh, Big Bang Theory, which was something I watched a good amount with my family, which is, um, which I never got to finish, but I always oh. like that, um, the whole, the, like the whole, I don't forget how many seasons, but it was a lot of seasons. It was uh, 12 seasons, I think, because yeah, I watched the yeah. whole last one because I, I got a free subscription to like CBS All Access. Uh-huh. And then remember they charged me for a year and a half because I forgot about it. <laughs> nice. That's a streaming but, service I do not want. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, all those like blockbuster movies and whatever movies they already have, like, HBO is already known for like having great movies. And so I just know like that's like one of the good cable TV channels out there or what mm-hmm. used to be on HBO. Um, but yeah, that would be my streaming service. I would like to get HBO Max. Yeah, so. maybe we'll go halvesies. But like <laughs> the thing the thing you mentioned about the same day movies, I mean, Godzilla uh-huh. v. Kong. We watched exactly. that on there. We watched what was the other one? Mortal, Mortal Kombat. Kombat. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was all on HBO. Space Jam Two is on HBO. Did you watch it? I did not. I need to. I heard. Uh... I heard Porky the Pig raps, <laughs> and they call him. I swear. I swear to you, they call him the Notorious Pig. Oh my gosh! I I have to see that. Maybe I'll go to the theater for it. No, I still got to watch <laughs> F Nine. Oh yeah, F nine, so good. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I'll get dang. around to that eventually. So that wraps up our 18th episode of Where's the Action? Dang, 80s <laughs> month, rip, long, but it was a good month. I think we had a lot of. I mean, all the movies were good, even though we kind of ended on a whimper with both of these being our <laughs> least favorite. I, I think all of the 80s month. Uh, episodes were fantastic i think 90s month is going to be that much cooler starting next week so stay tuned for that i don't even know what movie we're going to watch we'll we'll, that's tbd we'll talk about it later yeah we don't have a schedule yet but you know we we're just going with the wind with whatever we're free balling yeah exactly we're free balling 
So, yep. So go check out the Insta. Go follow us on there if you're not already. Go check out the past episodes. This month we did Indiana Jones. We did RoboCop, The Terminator. So go check those out. Uh, And then also go check out our WTF, Where's the Flavors, on Friday. We have made a promise all month (laughs) that they would be posted. This is a 100% promise I will post them. (laughs) You said that last week and the week before. But okay, if is... I do not do it by this Friday, you will get your $5 back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bet? Is that a bet? Is that a big bet? Yes, this is all a right, big all bet. right. We're, we're virtually shaking right now. Oh, this is great. I might actually make a profit off. <laughs> that's such a good thing. Oh, that's funny. All right, so yeah, go check that out when it drops. Go check out the old ones. Go check out Triple M, Mason's Movie Minute. Sometimes out on Monday, sometimes Tuesday. Whenever I feel like it. It's just movies, not action movies that i review i just finished up the fear street trilogy on netflix great movies on netflix so there's another (laughs) netflix thing i'm not a netflix hater all right i just like hbo max more but Mm. go check those out go go check out our boy badlands chugs he is killing it in the game right now i don't know what he's done recently but but neither I don't know. I don't know. Go follow him. Go tag us in all his content. Go follow our personal accounts. Uh, if you're a baddie, slide into my LinkedIn or chess.com DMs. Help me find love in a hopeless place. And Ooh. oh, he's yawning. Yeah, we're done. I guess we're out of here. Also, fun fact if you're still listening, we're recording this one at night. We didn't After say that earlier. Hours. Yeah, it's this is a night one. Almost 10 30. And your boy has work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, this is why this one's only 20 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long Alrighty, is guys, this one actually? Is it it's almost did you set a timer? Yeah, it's past an hour and a half. So Oh, okay. That's a sweet spot. That's a sweet spot. We're, we're good. We're we're killing it. <laughs> yeah, we're killing it in the game. All right, guys. Well, have fun with everything. I don't I don't know. Wow, what a great outro. Have fun. <laughs> have <laughs> yeah, fun. Live, live your life. Live your life. COVID's over, right? Uh, it's It might creep back up. In Texas, it's over. So if you're in Texas, <laughs> just, just have fun. Go out. Vandalize mm. something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Alrighty, guys. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where's the Flavor? Or, sorry. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where's the Action? Uh, I'll definitely and... edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we will see you on the next. Peace. Bye.